Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Now, before all of that, if you're a TikTok user, um, hard to miss the amount of content around ADHD recently because the hashtag has about 20 billion views and the creators say it's all about trying to spread awareness and highlight the condition. But there's some people who are concerned about the numbers of those who are now self-diagnosing themselves with ADHD after watching the content on TikTok uh, in in recent weeks. So I asked you to get in touch today about this. Um, this was the question really is, is that actually a bad thing if people get a diagnosis having watched this on an online social media platform. Slaney is with us on the line today because, Slaney, this is something um, that you've recently discovered that you have. Yeah, so I was um, diagnosed with combined type ADHD in November 2022 um, and TikTok may have influenced me as well to kind of seek an assessment, but it was definitely my, my struggles that actually led me to it. Okay. So the, this TikTok, the, the the sort of the whole phenomenon the, that we're talking about at the moment and the, the hashtag around ADHD, this is something that, um, I suppose, encouraged you to go to seek a diagnosis. Yeah, I would say it did because, you know, there's, there's a lot of informative information there, like, you know, and there are people that are on TikTok and they, they are educating people. Um, and, you know, like you, you can actually get a lot of, a lot of information on TikTok, but then it can also spread misinformation. Um, you know, like it can go by general kind of symptoms and stuff like that, rather than looking into kind of the hidden symptoms of ADHD. So, like, I think it can be. You know, I'm kind of on two minds about um, self-diagnosis because mm. I do think it's valid. Um, because medical professionals often misdiagnose people with other mental health issues that can cause a lot of damage. So even if people were assessed, it doesn't actually mean that they're going to get correct diagnosis. But then on the other hand, the simplicity of self-diagnosis is just, it's kind of insulting to people who actually have ADHD because, you know, they're going by those general symptoms that I was talking about, like, you know, the disorganisation, impulsivity, hyperactivity and stuff like that. But they're not actually going by the hidden symptoms of ADHD that, that people can experience, like insomnia, race and thoughts that never stop, even when you're asleep. Um, you know, constant fatigue, trouble following verbal instructions, chronic time blindness that just can't be fixed with a simple planner that people just assume is going to work for everyone. Um, so I think it can be. It's just it's one of those things where it has one side and it has another side as well. You know, that kind of way it's kind of you can kind of have two opinions about it. Um, what were your symptoms, Slaney, I suppose, initially? Or what made you, you know, when, when you watched the videos and looked at the content, yeah. see yourself, um, I suppose, in some of that? Yeah, so I would say like the, the racing cost is a huge one for me um, and, and that can cause other other kind of mental health issues as well like anxiety and stuff like that so racing thoughts is a huge one like my my mind never shuts off and once I got my diagnosis I actually up until my diagnosis I didn't know that people actually had quiet minds like I didn't know it was possible to just not think anything but it is that's a thing for people who don't have ADHD like it is actually possible for them to actually shut off whereas I, I don't have that ability like I don't actually have the ability to just stop thinking or stop overthinking or you know, anything like anything like that. I just the race and toss is a huge one. And then obviously the 
the hyperactivity as well, like you kind of go through kind of phases of it and then impulsivity and stuff like that, disorganisation. I find it really hard to organise myself and kind of, you know, get myself in order. So there's loads of symptoms there that kind of, I, I kind of have forgotten about them because, you know, it's, it's a long time now since I actually went for the diagnosis. Mm. But it's just like there's so many symptoms there that I feel like, people kind of go by one or two symptoms. Like everyone is going to have a few symptoms of ADHD, but that doesn't actually mean that they have ADHD. It's just the difference between like an official diagnosis and self-diagnosis, I think sometimes can be like, is it just a few symptoms that you have or is it symptoms that are actually hindering your quality of life mm. every single but day? you actually got a, 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 um, a, a diagnosis though yourself. It's not, it, it, isn't that right? Yeah, I got yeah. diagnosed yeah. in November, yeah. Um, have things improved for you since you got your diagnosis, Lily? Um, I would say in ways things have improved. Um, but then in other ways things have kind of, I w- I I'm going to be completely honest. Things yeah. have kind of gone a little bit downhill as well. Okay. So like the the positive effects of getting diagnosed and you know being able to learn about myself is that I can teach other people and I can tell other people about how what I am and who I am. And thank God I have a great support system around me as well, because I think that's really important because it can be quite lonely after getting a diagnosis. Um, so, you know, like just just learning about yourself is the main positive and forgiving yourself for things that you may not have been able to do a few years ago, like college and school and stuff like that. Um, so there's a lot of forgiveness that, that comes with the diagnosis. But then. On the other hand of it, there are a lot of negative things that have happened then since my diagnosis as well. Like, I'm I'm struggling more at work. It just kind of depends. Like, I know everyone struggles at work and stuff, but it does definitely depend on getting something that suits you. But I think that's harder for people with ADHD. And in my own experience, it has been absolutely impossible to just find something that suits me and to find an employer as well that, you know, will actually sit down and try to understand and try to... Um, sympathise with me and actually accommodate the needs that I that I have okay. due to my ADHD. So there are some positives and there are some negatives. Mm. It's kind of just that's just the way it is, really. Um, Ken Kilbride Slaney is with us as well. Ken is um, from ADHD Ireland. Ken, have you noticed an upsurge in people, you know, coming to you or contacting ADHD Ireland as a result now of watching the TikTok videos? Um, absolutely, we can say that there has been a, what we would call a tsunami. Um, we would see it being driven by four things over the last couple of years. One is TikTok, most definitely. Um, the amount of people that come onto our support line, and we get about 3,000 calls from adults a year uh, looking to get information about assessment and diagnosis. Uh, but obviously COVID has had an impact as well. So uh, people went from a very structured environment in work, and then they had to go home, work from home, manage themselves, homeschool the children, things like that. A lot of people say, I'm having trouble, it might be ADHD. Um, you know, the work of ADHD we've done over the last five years is definitely contributing to it. Um, and secondly, there's been a ton of celebrities over the last couple of years um, who've also put their hands up and saying they have ADHD. So there's a myriad of things, but certainly no doubt within that, uh, TikTok is a big driver um, in people looking mm. to get ADHD assessment done. Do you see it as a positive or a negative, like in terms of TikTok raising awareness around this? Is it a bad thing? Uh, raising awareness is fine, absolutely. Um, again, looking at the figures in Ireland, um, there's possibly about 150, 160,000 adults with the condition. 
And there's probably only maybe 10,000 of those that have assessment and treatment. But we do know from all the international surveys that, you know, um, adults that, you know, go through their lives with untreated, unmanaged ADHD um, are going to have higher rates of marital breakdown, um, higher rates of unemployment, um, higher rates of substance misuse. Uh, we did a survey last year with the HSE um, and UCE and was funded by the National Office of Suicide Prevention. And that was showing that 20% of all adults with ADHD had attempted suicide in their previous life, uh, 50% self-harm. 10% consider suicide going forward. So there is a big impact on people on having ADHD and not having a manage across the lifespan. So things that create awareness are great. Um, but, you know, you mentioned there the 20,000 views on TikTok. Uh, but, you know, there was a survey that came out there last year, our research was on it by the um, University of British Columbia. And they were saying, you know, that 52% of all videos were misleading. And um, so there is a lot of information out there that's great around creating awareness. Uh, but again, it's not all accurate to be honest. Hmm. Like, one of the points that's been made by some of the texts coming in here today, Ken, and I, I was going to come to this point, Like, is yeah. there a difference around getting an official diagnosis versus self-diagnosis? Like this texter here now says, like, I think in, in listening to Slaney, she's hit the nail on the head. It's insulting to people who have serious ADHD. I feel it actually minimises the real meaning of it. Oh, indeed. I've written that myself just in terms of notes. And, um, you know, people will say, look, um, I, I left my keys on the desk or wherever it happens to be. I, I zoned out during a meeting. I think I might have ADHD. Um, people with ADHD, when they hear other people saying that to them, actually find it very demeaning um, and degrading, to be honest. Because, you know, it needs to be what you would call an, an impairment in your life. Um, so when it gets to a point where it is causing challenges, and again, I mentioned those challenges there, you know, uh, higher rates of you know, um, accidents, um, lower life expectancy, or other things that come with the condition when it's unmanaged. So, um, what we will always say, though, just in ADHD Ireland, you know, we provide a load of support around support groups, training, webinars. And again, Slaney was talking about it there earlier. So we done a webinar last night um, on ADHD and grieving the life you imagined. And so we had about 200 adults on for that. And, and again, it was the most heartrending one that we've ever done in the last three or four years. And people saying, look, I just got the diagnosis. Um, and, you know, the difficulties and challenges they have presented this information to other people. Um, and, you know, grieving the life that they could have had had they got the diagnosis when they were children. And so, yes, the awareness is great, but, you know, getting factual information mm. out there is really yeah, important. Absolutely. Well. I suppose to, to be aware of maybe who you're following or uh, what platforms yeah. you're actually, you know, getting getting the content from. 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to join us here on the programme today. Um, broadcaster Keith Walsh is with us as well, Ken and Slaney, because, um, Keith, this is something that you have shared quite recently, your own adult diagnosis. Like, do you think it's, do you think the sort of the TikTok videos, does it raise a Awareness or drive sort of inaccurate self-diagnosis? What, what's your view on this? I just think it raises awareness. I don't see it as um, particularly harmful. I mean, like the only way it could be harmful if, is if somebody, you know, took medication that they sh- and they shouldn't be. But you can't get the medication unless you have a diagnosis from a psychiatrist. You know, that's the only person that can um, give you medication. And... I think other than that, if somebody feels like they're going through a period and in it, like lockdown was mentioned there, you can and we do go through periods uh, like lockdown where it can feel like the trauma of that can feel kind of like um, it gives you ADHD symptoms. So there's, there's, there's periods in your life where you feel a little bit like that. And sometimes those videos can be helpful to get you organized. You know, if you, if you 
up early for work the next day. Somebody, you know, every day, somebody might say, well, get your clothes ready the night before or, you know, have your lunch made before you go. And all those things are good and great and, and they'll, they'll get you, you know, to a certain point. But if you've got ADHD, you'll be hyper-focused on doing something like that for a little while. And then you'll stop and you'll start, you know, that'll become um, disorganized again, you know, hyper-focused on something completely mm. different, like going to the gym every day for, you know, six months and, and getting a six-pack or something. Do you know what I mean? So mm. it can be helpful, but... Uh, you tend to sort of, you can get organized in an area of your life, but then that will just go out the window. It's it's kind of like the kid who takes up the tin whistle and then wants drums a few weeks later and then wants, you know, uh, basketball trainers or whatever it is, you know, that you're kind of moving from hyper-focus to hyper-focus. And it's more about sort of understanding yourself um, than anything else. Yeah. But the more anybody can understand themselves and understand how they work better, I'm all for it. So any of the videos on TikTok, whether it be about ADHD, whether it be about depression, whether it be about like fitness, anything that people can sort of like uh, pick and choose from, I think are very mm. helpful. Well, that's the, the only thing. thing no, sorry, yeah, go on ahead. Go on ahead. No, go on ahead, Keith. The only thing I would say is that um, it, it, the, the watch out for me is that there are people who will get the ADHD diagnosis and that kind of becomes their thing. Like that's their personality. So you can see people now on Instagram or TikTok and, you know, people from Ireland or whatever. And that's their whole sort of like online um, personality. I am the ADHD person, you know, um, and that's sort of like, oh, there's a gap. I don't know whether they're thinking there's a gap in the market or, you know, they might get followers out or whatever. Um, and, you know, as a person with ADHD, I understand that because you do tend to hyper focus on stuff. And I've been there with the gym stuff and I've been there with uh, meditation and yoga because I've literally tried it all. Um, and there is a tendency sometimes, and I definitely went down that route with the gym where I was like, I ended up, you know, going to college and studying to be a gym instructor, you know. Um, so you can get caught and end up going down a route and that becoming your life. Like my advice to myself and to anybody else listening is if you're like that, is like, Yes, definitely do a bit of yoga and explore meditation, explore the gym, but take bits of each thing as sort of like tools for your tool belt. And even the ADHD diagnosis, I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll read that book, ADHD 2.0. I'll take mm-hmm. from that what I need and then move forward with your life. Don't get stuck down a rabbit hole of being the ADHD person, no more than being the you know, meditation person or the or the yoga person. Do you know, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, no, I, 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 take, I take your point completely. Would you agree with that, Ken? Um, well, just one minor caveat, just the, um, the main treatment, one of the frontline treatments for um, ADHD is medication. And um, so we would certainly, you know, we would have support groups and, you know, we call it the world's largest online support groups on next Tuesday. Uh, but we will always say, you know, people can talk about their experiences of medication. But when people start giving advice to other people, then we have a challenge with that. Um, and what you do find, I know Keith is absolutely right when you're saying that, you know, you get the medication through psychiatrists. Uh, but there's a lot of people on medication who talk to other people about, you know, what their experiences are and they start giving advice and that does become challenging mm. to be honest. Um, Slaney, one of the points that, that you mentioned a little earlier, actually, I just uh, texted in from a listener who's asking, um, how did you get your diagnosis, Slaney? Like, is it difficult actually to, to go about even trying to get? Yeah, I I would say it's difficult to get diagnosed in Ireland because um, initially I went to my GP and I told her about my symptoms and stuff like that and she said, look, I'm going to refer you to um, a psychiatrist but then like because I had a diagnosis like I was talking about misdiagnosis earlier as well and I was misdiagnosed a few years ago too 
And because of that diagnosis, they actually, they rejected my referral for an ADHD assessment because they didn't actually deem it necessary based on the fact that they had already given me a diagnosis. So that led me to go down the private route. And then obviously going private isn't, it, it's not at all accessible to everyone because it, it's very expensive to go private. Um, but I got my, my diagnosis, my assessment from DrOnline.ie um, and it was fairly straightforward. Just book the appointment, pay for the appointment and it's done virtually. But then at the same time, I think that could have, I think that can kind of hinder your experience with an assessment and diagnosis because it's it's very um, formal. It's very, you know, like you don't actually kind of create a relationship with the person okay. that's assessing you. What, what's your advice to people, Ken, on that? Perhaps, you know, looking about um, going down the diagnosis route or, I mean, you're trying to get an appointment, I suppose, for a diagnosis. Yeah. Well, again, one of the challenges we face there is, you know, um, you know, I'm in this role about six years now at ADHD on know, Six years ago, there wasn't any clinicians whatsoever in Ireland. Uh, but we've now got to the point, actually, you know, where clinicians are pointing us, you know, a weekly basis uh, to see if they can go on our list of clinicians on our website. Um, but one of the challenges, and I know Keith was alluding to it there earlier, um, the HSE has some clinics around the country. And, you know, I'm not breaking any confidence here. And, you know, the HSE, we've talked to them about this, um, and they say they're getting inundated currently with people coming through their services looking for a ADHD diagnosis. They're looking to put in more services but that can take a little bit of a while, you know, a year, two years. And there is private clinicians out there, and as Slaney was saying, no, it can be expensive. But just to bear in mind that in the, you know, on the list that we would have, there's psychiatrists and psychologists. And they're both equally good at doing the assessment, but it's only the psychiatrist can do the medication. If that's an option for you going forward. Yeah, okay. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about the um, the hashtag that the creators on TikTok um, have actually brought to about 20 billion views and they say they've helped to spread awareness and to try and normalise ADHD. Um, a lot of reaction to this. We were talking to Ken Kilbride there from ADHD Ireland, broadcaster Keith Walsh and Slaney as well who got a recent ADHD diagnosis. Gronya got in touch with us though too. Gronya, you were listening um, just before the break. Why did you get in touch about this? Hi, um, so yeah, I got in touch not to talk about kind of what people had talked before, but just in general with the awareness of ADHD and how often it can be seen as just a typical behaviour or something like that. And people don't really understand the gravitas of the actual diagnosis, the neurodiversity, and that the brain is working differently and that it's not something that can be kind of trained out of somebody. Um, and what your listener or your previous speakers had said, which I thought was great about the treatment, but that it is a condition that will last the whole lifetime. Um, and I kind of, yeah. Do, do, have you, are you, um, have you had a diagnosis, Grania? Yeah, so I yeah. was diagnosed about two years ago um, with a psychiatrist. Um, it had been something that, like, I actually didn't realise I'd studied genetics in college and I'd learned about autism and schizophrenia and, and it never came across my place. And I knew I'd always kind of had issues with organisation and stuff like that. And then a friend put me in touch about this. And then I went for the diagnosis. I got it about nine months after I kind of initially started um, on my path to like looking for it. So yeah, I was uh, clinically diagnosed. How have things changed for you since that diagnosis? Um, so... Initially, there was a bit of a high because you're like, 
all of these things in my life that I'd been, you know, I, I was academic, academically competent, but, you know, remembering things and like time, being on time for things and those like life management skills that came so easily to other people. It's like, okay, it's not, I'm not, you know, a terrible person because you can internalize a lot of those things. And then after the high of being, realizing that those kind of things, then there came kind of a, a dip of like, almost an, not an embarrassment, but a sort of, I don't know how to say it. Like, um, it's helped though. It's you, like, you, you, you yeah. know, you, things have improved yeah. for, you, for you. And when, when you, Generally. you know, became aware of the, um, the TikTok, the hashtag and, you know, the, the content around it and this was the level of content around um, ADHD online. Like, do you see it as a, a positive or something, you know, something that can help? Yeah, I think so in general. Like, I think awareness of neurodiversity, which has been, like, historically just brushed under and seen as, oh, they're kind of different. And, and now that the actual scientific research has gone into these things, I think overall it is a good thing. It's a positive thing because then, you know, we learn to accept it not as, a, as, a, as an other thing or as a defect, just as a variation of the norm. You know, it's not like you have to be, there's no, it expands. Like acceptability. Mm. Um, l- let me bring in Evan as well, Grania. We've got Evan on the line. I think Evan is is thirteen. Um, Evan, why did you get in touch about this? Uh, because I just had like uh, a really strong opinion about the subject because I watch a lot of TikTok as a teenager, uh, and I think that it's really hurtful when people will say like I'm self-diagnosed and all when there's like rigorous like tests that have to like a psychiatrist will have to put you through to actually confirm that you do have ADHD and I think uh, it's very like just sorry no you're okay um, take, your, take your time but it's, it's, I suppose it's, it's when sometimes people might, you know, something that they do in school life or in their home life, you know, it can be a small thing or a big thing and, and they sort of use the phrase, oh, I have ADHD or I might think I have that. And, and it's, you know, it's maybe not aware. They've no awareness yeah, of the condition or what the symptoms are. Yeah, the word I was thinking of was dismissive. It's very dismissive of like pe- actual people with ADHD that and like have a diagnosis when you say like or someone says oh like I, lo- I forgot my keys oh what an ADHD moment or something like that it's yeah. just it's it's not like that small of a thing like ADHD is not that small of a thing it's not like forgetting keys or forgetting books when you go to school or stuff like that it's like much more um, you're you're thinking your your mum actually, Evan Natalie is with us here too on the line. Um, Natalie, how did you like? How was the process of getting a diagnosis for Evan and and going through that? Yeah, it's a, it's hi Andrea. How yeah, are it's you? a really it's a really lengthy process. So Evan's thirteen now, but he was diagnosed at four, and he went through diagnosis with um, a psychologist initially, and then went through the whole process a second time with a psychiatrist um, in order to avail of medication. My daughter also has ADHD and was diagnosed privately at six and has now just completely gone through the process again to have her diagnosis reconfirmed um, by CAMS. So, like, extremely lengthy, rigorous, thought-out process um, and not, not taken lightly at all. Mm. 
Like it's it's the one thing I suppose has been mentioned you know nearly with everyone we've, we've talked about today is and it's the same I suppose in many other health areas um, issues around trying to get a diagnosis and, and waiting lists and I suppose all that, all that goes with that. Um, do you see positives or negatives from the, the likes of the, the TikTok you know uh, content and, and support or I suppose interest in you know in the content and the level of views that it's got Natalie? So I think awareness is great and I think like the work that ADHD Ireland do and you know other parties do to raise awareness is brilliant but I personally am not on TikTok because yeah. I'm a bit old for it but um, I know that the kids like my kids both of them have been talking all the time about how um, annoying some of it is now some of it is really useful there's some as I think your earlier guest said like there's some very well educated people on on TikTok, and mm. there's some YouTubers, for example, that I've recommended to the kids to watch because, you know, there's just really insightful content. But some of it is utter nonsense. And the other trend that you see, as well as celebrities, is celebrities getting in trouble and then all of a sudden coming out with a diagnosis of ADHD. And that, to me, reinforces the negative stereotype of ADHD. So I don't find that helpful mm. at all. Evan, is that a, is that an important thing for you? I suppose just even from the points you made earlier, like that, at, at least I suppose with the awareness that's been raised now online and on TikTok videos, that it kind of helps to maybe take away the uh, stigma that's attached or misunderstandings that that people have. Yes, because there, as my mom said, there is very well educated people on the platform, and uh, I think people that other people that would watch it and would have them kind of people on their For You page would be able to understand me better, you know? Mm. And, sorry. No, go on ahead. Go on ahead, Evan. Uh, I just think it's very good. Those people are very good and I think they they do a lot for the ADHD community. Uh, what about you, Ashling? We've got Ashlings with us as well, Evan, on the show. Um, Ashling, what, yeah, what's your experience of this? Um, well, I was diagnosed at 28, uh, just before the pandemic, but I was misdiagnosed at eight years old with not having ADHD because the doctor didn't fully understand what ADHD was at the time. I personally find that the um, awareness of ADHD is, TikTok is helping with that, but we always need to take information on the internet with a grain of salt. We always need to do our own research. Like The amount of misinformation that's out there in general is rife and that is part of being a good citizen of the internet like I very much was looking into it before TikTok was really even a thing because I had a few people tell that you very much fit the criteria of a woman with ADHD because I had much higher depression anxiety like it was a motivational issue for me and while I was doing my masters it became a big issue I was diagnosed within three years of coming home. It's completely changed my life, but really, it's completely Mm. misunderstood by the community in general and awareness of what it actually is for the person dealing with it is much better when we have things like TikTok talking about it, but we don't take them as truth. 
the, the point that that Evan made, I I I thought was um was really interesting. And Grania, I don't know if you're still if you're st- is Grania still there with us? But even Ashling, just to ask you that question, the point that Evan made around like you know the misunderstandings that people have around ADHD, where they might say things like the example Evan used about you know oh, that's a that's a that's a real ADHD thing to do, or leaving something behind, or not being or you know or these kind of things, sort of flippant remarks. Like, have you experienced that? I have. I've also. I've experienced people say it with OCD as well. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I'm so OCD when it's absolutely. I have a couple of texts in from people actually. All right, mentioning that you know by way of an example. It's actually kind of ableist, to be honest. It's you wouldn't say that about someone in a wheelchair. You wouldn't say that. Oh, I couldn't stand up. Oh, that's so like me being in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. It's not understanding what it is and thinking this whole idea of what we what affects us of the person dealing with that condition is what the condition is. And people only really understand ADHD from the way it affects how the other people. So nobody talks about the fact that if you're a, if you are a woman and you're born with ADHD, you're much more likely when you hit 13 to become introverted, to become quieter, to become, to, because you've been masking your whole life, to become depressed, become really anxious to show it in completely different ways than the hyperactivity that is shown in people who are assigned male at birth. And because of that, the diagnosis rate in women is okay. much lower. But, but also... Yeah, I, I, I want to mention this text as well that has come in from a listener who says, I was diagnosed after my daughter, who um, is eight years old, received her diagnosis last year. Her doctor told us that there is a genetic component. When I looked back at her school reports, the signs were there when I was a child. It's made a profound difference to our lives. We've changed how our entire house is organised and it's made our lives um, much more ADHD friendly. We're forgiving ourselves more and being kinder to each other. Her school life has changed for the better, my own personal and work life too has vastly improved. We'll have to leave it there for the moment, but Evan, Natalie, Ashling, and um, Gronya as well, listen, thank you for getting in touch and, and sharing your experiences and Keith and Ken and Slaney who were with us here a little earlier on the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.